Hi, my name is Anna. And I'm Kat. And this is We, we Moved to, to Glasgow. Glasgow. <laughs> We've done this for so long by now. I feel like we're really getting in the hang of things. <laughs> like it's only once a month, but it's still Yeah, I get so happy when we say it in unison. Yeah. <laughs> There's something so nice that it works every time and we don't mess up yet that much. <laughs> um but yeah, it's been a month. How have you been for the past month? Um a little stressed, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I can really feel exams nearing. Um, and the strikes have done that. I've missed an entire module, basically, in sociology. And I wrote my essay on that module. For the non-UK people, can you explain the strike? Oh, yes. Uh, so there was a, or there is a huge strike where one of the unions that has a lot, like, of the percentage of um, all lecturers and teachers over, um, across the UK, um, their pensions are being cut, so they've made this giant strike across, I don't know, I think it's 36 or something universities. Um, basically, the University of Glasgow does support the strikers and are for keeping the pensions as they are. But since they are part of a union, you of course have to do this, these things together. Um, so that's basically the strike. And they've just, they're still talking about making it even longer now after Easter, so... Mm. And so you've been affected by this, and I haven't at all. Like, I have not experienced like, the, the most we've gotten is the whole, like, beast from the east, which was a snowstorm that was here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, which I think, basically, yeah. like, uh, made the whole country fall apart for a couple of days, which was really funny for all the foreigners. I think it was kind of a trend mm-hmm. in all the international kids that, like, we all just felt like it was a little bit ridiculous, but yeah. a little bit of snow <laughs> that we're all used to around winter and Christmas and stuff. Like that, we're it's really regular for us. And it's it not was even just, just Denmark; it's like everyone. Yeah, yeah, like else. everyone. <laughs> Actually, like not even just like Nordic people, but it seems like everyone was still a little bit confused as to how this affected so many people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we survived. We made it through the beast from the east, and now every storm or like snow that's fallen. It's called, like, Beast from the East 2 or 3, and, like, everyone's like, there's going to be a third one, there's going to be a fourth one. Everyone's so dramatic about it. It's way too dramatic, yeah. One of my friends uh, from Denmark, she sent me this care pa- package where mm. she put a bunch of, um, what do you call it, like, canned food and stuff like that, <laughs> as a joke, sort of, where she's like, for next time where you're snowed in with no food. <laughs> I thought that was really cute, so. That's very nice. <laughs> I didn't get any care package. I was uh, down looking for to see if I'd gotten any mail because I've sort of started this new thing where I'm like I'm sending out letters to all my friends, um, with a slight hope that someone will get back to me at some point because I think there's something really nice about like getting handwritten letters. I've gotten one back a couple of weeks ago, um, and I was checking today and there's nothing there and I'm just like I've sent out like ten letters in the past month and no one's replying. I'll send you a letter. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. But that's the thing. Like I feel like the people that live nearest, like, are the most likely to reply for some reason, like, because I've sent, like, I was, like, I've sent one letter to Sarah, who I might add, like, has not replied to me, (laughs) which is, like, hmm, but I've also seen her, like, three times over the last month, um, but then I feel, like, a little bit ridiculous to pay, like, for a stamp to send a letter to you, (laughs) because we see each other twice a week. (laughs) Well, you can just put it, like, and hide it in my kitchen or something, mm. and then after you've left, I'll find it and it'll be uh, a nice surprise. Nice. Maybe know? I'll give it to the other cat, um, <laughs> and then she can give it to you, so like, uh, sort of like of make a little like chain. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Very nice. But yeah, I think like going back to like how you've been, like I think stressed out is sort of a theme for everyone. Mm. 
um, because exams and assignments are coming up. It's just it's the, the end, end of, of the semester. Yeah. <laughs> that rush where you're like, oh, I have all of these things to do before I go on vacation. So yeah, um, and we can I can definitely see it in the library and how much it's used. Because <laughs> a couple of, like a month or so back, it was so easy to get a library spot all the time, and now you can't always get your favorite spot. You cannot still always get a spot, but okay. it's, you just have to sort of like take whatever is there, whatever is left, which is a little bit sad and people are noisy and I just get very particular because it's always like the people that go to the library in the beginning of the semester are people that have sort of like library etiquette, whereas <laughs> the people who come now are the people that are stressed out and like just need to use the library while exams are like coming up. Mm. So they're not used to it, which means they don't have library etiquette of like when you're on the silent floor, you will be silent. Like, come on. <laughs> Just, like, there's not even, like, you're not supposed to whisper <laughs> on the silent floor. It's not how it works. You're supposed to be actually silent. Um, and just, like, leaving rubbish behind and stuff. Mm. This is why I conditioned myself to study in my room from the beginning. Because yeah. I feared the whole, everything's filled up. Like, I know my flatmate, she goes to the library at 7 a.m. or something. And I just physically cannot do that. So. You have to go that early to get a spot for you guys? Yeah. I've heard wow. that at least, yeah. Okay, because I think, like, you can always get a spot at GC. Like, there's always somewhere you can sit, and especially on the higher floors. Like, the higher you go mm. at GC, you're, like, the more quiet it is. Yeah, the same, yeah. And also, I think it's easier to get a spot, but I don't... It's probably possible, but just really hard, I could imagine. Because mm. I'm having a really hard time working from home. Like, I cannot <laughs> concentrate when I'm in here. I think the best I can do is, like, watch the films I'm supposed to, like, write about and things. <laughs> Or, like, you know, I don't know, watch the news is even, like, a <laughs> difficult one, which <laughs> which it shouldn't be. Um, but, yeah. But then also, exciting things that have happened for the past month is yesterday I went to this really cool women journalism event. Oh, yeah, I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, so many people saw it on Facebook for some reason. I don't know, like, why it showed up, but also, like, I think my grandma liked it and stuff. I think, yeah, when someone likes it, yeah, it'll it show shows up. And, like, several people liked that I was interested in the event. But I ended up going with... Um, a course mate of mine and like when we walked in it was in this like massive accountants like firm building and like we yeah. come in and we're like oh is this the women for journalism thing <laughs> um and like this super nice doorman like uh followed us to the elevator like press the button for us and everything we go up and like everyone is so much older <laughs> and we're just like oh my god did we read it wrong because i feel like i read at some point that it was also for students otherwise i probably wouldn't have gone but suddenly we're like did we read that it was for students like are we allowed to be here mm. and so they come in like we have name tags and like they take our coats and we're just like you can go into this room and there's wine and oh, and food and we're like, oh shit um and go in and like everyone is like already starting to network and we're just like oh my god no please don't like no one ask us like how old we are <laughs> or like you, you can ask us which university just don't ask us what year yeah that's what the hard one because you're not that young anyways i mean no, like yeah. you're not like 17 but, but first year. <laughs> yeah. But it was fine. Like, we get in and we sort of, like, start, like, getting some water. Because, like, both of us have just been ill. So we're like, we'll stay off the wine. <laughs> which I think just made us look even younger. Which kind of sucked. Um, but it was really nice. Like, all of these, like, people that work in journal... Like, not not just people, but, like, specifically women. Um, and I think there was, like, 30 of them. And it was, like... BBC editors Damn. and the Herald editors and we were just like oh my god <laughs> this is a dream <laughs> and it was really nice like everyone was so lovely and like actually came up to us like wanting to ask like who we were and like what are Aww. we interested in and then there was like a little talk about 
um, the organization and um, there's one uh, older journalist who like talked about her experiences and how it's like a changing climate um, and it was super super interesting and then we like got to see sort of like women in journalism discussing being women in journalism which is probably like I cannot imagine like a better way to spend a night like that was like sort of a dream scenario of like I'd watch this as a documentary but like getting to see this in real life that's amazing was amazing and then afterwards I was also like networking which was so scary but they also like came up to us and like talked to us which was a huge relief and then whenever we approached someone they were just really excited to to share their wisdom um, so it just, like, goes to show that, like, sometimes it's worth it to go to these Facebook events that seem a little, like, scary. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, you should never un- underestimate how much people want younger people to get into these kind of things. Mm. Like, I think people are just really amazed by the initiative then and just, like, oh, this is so cool because you're basically a new generation of journalists. Yeah. Then. And then, yeah, especially those kind of events which are obviously about women being positive about yeah. women going but into I think, journalism. Like, one of the things I really appreciated was the confidence to show up to this event. Yeah, no, that's really great. Which they were like, because um, we even got a business card off of someone who was like, please do contact me, like said several times, like, please do contact me. And and we read the business card, like, after Kim, we were like, she's award-winning in, like, investigations, which is what my course mate wants to go into. It's like, it's really interesting for me to talk to her, but, like, it, this was, like, super good opportunity mm. for her to, like, establish that connection. And they're always, and they were super like, oh, I'll come back to the next thing. And they have like luncheons and trainee days and all these things. So it's just like an incredible opportunity that when we walked out, we were both like, ah, ah, I can't believe we went to this. And it was in George Square in the building that I've looked at, which is like has a glass cage on top of it. Okay. Um, that I wonder like, what is in there? So it's like one of like skyscrapers and you looked over the entirety of Glasgow. I don't think and I've noticed that one. Maybe it's just me, like, <laughs> noticed, because it was, like, really light one day, like, it was completely lit up, and it looked really cool. Oh. But, yeah, so it was cool to, like, walk out on the terrace and be like, oh, my God, we're on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. But, yeah, so it's a very exciting day. Um, yeah. Very exciting Monday. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds really, really great. But also, like, just, <laughs> now that you said, like, George Square City Centre... Um, how's the fire going? All right, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Before I forget... <laughs> So there was a fire last week. Um, I was in uni at the time, like, just sitting, like, we had a shorthand class, just, like, sitting, but we were told to, like, leave a shorthand class because me and Emma are, like, sort of ahead. And so we just, like, sitting, like, doing our own thing in the library, and suddenly it smells a little weird, and no one really notices because sometimes it just smells weird. Um, But then, like, we get a text in our our journalism group chat being, like, guys, there's, like, something in, like, there's a fire. And suddenly we realize what we're smelling is smoke. Um, so there was a fire, um, on Saki Hall Street. Victoria Nightclub, I think. Yeah, but there's, like, a different saying, like, it was maybe, like, what was above Victoria, or, um, I don't know, but around Victoria Nightclub, um, and basically behind the Cine World Complex and everything, so it was, like, pretty close to the GCU campus, which meant that, like, it was so smoked, like, everything was, like, you couldn't really see into the city, or, like, the Cine World Complex even because it was, like, there was smoke everywhere, and, like, everything, like, smelled of smoke. Um, like, every building, like, even Cali Court, where I live, smelled <laughs> of smoke. And I was just like, oh. Um, and people couldn't really, like, walk outside without, like, covering up their faces because it was so bad. Mm-hmm. And then we had, like, heard rumors there was uh, asbestos. Which been, have been confirmed. <laughs> so <laughs> we're all dying. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, so yeah, no one, like, luckily no one was hurt in the fire, so mm. that was really nice, but, like, after, um, 
then I had a shorthand exam on the day. I was also really ill. So I was on, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Lemsip, uh, <laughs> paracetamol, everything. Went into this exam. Like, everything smelled of smoke. And I was like, yes, yes, I'm doing this. And, like, somehow managed to push through um, and do the exam. And then went on to, like, uh, to, to the Radio Cali studio. And sort of, like, and then we played, like, um, we did a fire playlist. <laughs> That was like we didn't start the fire, <laughs> like all these like great fire song when a fire starts to burn, um, of like obviously very aware that no one was hurt. <laughs> obviously, yes. We were like okay, like we want to make sure that this is okay, but we did this and it was, like sort of like tried to have fun with it because it's also like kind of difficult to be like oh my god, there's a fire so close and like how do you not, sort of like freak out a little bit. Yeah, I, especially with all the smoke because if it was just a fire, like it was pretty contained and they obviously mm. were very like it was mainly the smoke, yeah. It was mainly the smoke and the, like, fact that there was apparently asbestos <laughs> in the smoke. So, um, but yeah, I ended up uh, coughing my way through the first segment of my radio show later um, and realizing I was too ill to be on radio, so having to, like, walk out mid-show. Oh my god, um, <laughs> So it was not a good day for me, apart from the fact that I think I did pass my shorthand exam. <laughs> That's good, at least. So that was so good. But now you're dying of asbestos, so... Um, yeah. (laughs) So things are, like, a little up and down, which I think describes really my life very well. Um, but yeah, so little updates. Yeah, like, the thing with, um, that was that I noticed how late, like, how slow news travel, because I live in the West End, and it took me... I mean, so that must have been, what, midday for you when you guys had to fire or... No, it was pretty early. It must have been around because our class in shorthand started at 9. Okay. So it was between 9 and 10, okay, I which found... makes sense because I think the fire started around like 8.30. Yeah, and I found out like late afternoon because yeah. I was browsing Facebook and then Glasgow Life had written something on it. And um, the day after, I think, one of my friends says, oh my god, there's a fire in Saki Hall. <laughs> I was like... Yesterday. <laughs> it was put out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but there's still, like, uh, Cineworld has been closed for, like, days after, and uh, it was still closed off, and I checked it last. Um, but, yeah, so very dramatic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, other than that... That's the month, I guess. Yeah, that's, uh, that's most of the month. <laughs> um, but today, uh, apart from the little updates we just had, we would also like to talk about one of our favorite subjects... Which is music. I've been really looking forward to this one. We've been so excited about this one, but we also wanted to wait until we had like a full (laughs) experience or like a pretty solid experience of the of the music scene. Yeah, I feel pretty updated. But I think a pretty good place to start is like, did you know anything about the Glasgow music scene or like have (laughs) any like ideas of what it was like before getting here? Um. So what I also talked about in the first episode we did was that I never, I've never visited Glasgow before I moved here. Um, and you had told me it was sort of like Berlin, Copenhagen mixed together. So, I don't know, I think I had this, like, whole Berlin, techno. Okay, I'm guessing Glasgow is techno as well. Which isn't false. Completely off, no? No, it's pretty close. But, um, I guess one thing that I experienced more when I came was the whole, like, how big indie rock is in Britain in general. Mm. Whereas in Denmark, it's still, like, it's a very different type of indie rock they listen to, I think. It's a bit hard, but yeah, like, that's that's one thing, like, I was a bit surprised to, I don't know, uh, Freshest Week, we were at the Student Union, and it's, like, party music, and then they play Arctic Monkeys, like, you would never hear that yeah, in Denmark. Yeah, it's so interesting that they play indie rock, or, like, uh, or even somewhat alternative music yeah. in a club, and they, they will have an alternative music room 
designated in several of, yeah, the, like, of the commercial clubs, like Bamboo and Kokomo, and, like, the very, like, student-y, fresherist types of clubs. So I think that was a, a real surprise, actually. Maybe it shouldn't have been after, like, having heard... I mean, it's not like I've never met an English person before. <laughs> so, I mean, and Scotland is quite close to England, so yeah. it shouldn't be that surprising. But yeah, I think I expected more techno almost, but yeah. Yeah, I think um, I sort of like the only band I knew was Churches. Yeah, same. Because <laughs> they are always branded as like the Glasgow band, mm. um, specifically. They're always like, you don't say like they're from Scotland, you say they're from Glasgow. But also because we saw them at Roskilde, and I think it said uh, they're yeah. they from Glasgow, and that's why I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I knew them, but, like, otherwise I think I had the impression of, like, I think I'd heard from, like, these small, like, Vice documentaries-type <laughs> things that it was a very, like, underground sort of place. You're, like, I also expect a lot of techno, but especially, like, expect a lot of, like, small venues. Mm. And then I think I just, like, heard rumors that there was a lot of music and a lot of concerts and gigs going on all the time. Um, but other than that, I, like, had no real expectations of, like, what it would be like to get here. But it seems like what we thought beforehand was pretty much right, anyways. Yeah, for the In most a lot part, of ways, yeah. yeah. We were not totally off. Yeah, so, yeah. like, yeah, so was it, like, a surprise like, getting here at all, or was it just, like, completely confirmed? Um, it wasn't a surprise, but it was, like, very... or. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would call it, like, a welcome surprise, or just, like, yeah, I, really... Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, like, it was, like, really nice. Like, yeah, it, yeah. I was, like, pleasantly surprised. I wasn't, like, shocked, like, oh, I never expected it, but, no, no. but it's more like, this is so great. Yeah. In my I'm head, glad like... that it's like this. Yeah, because, yeah. um, also, like, for example, in Denmark, I've never heard of basement gigs, mm. and that was my first gig here, was at the broadcast basement. I think that's also why broadcast has become such a... <laughs> Like place into your place in your heart. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so that was like a totally new experience having that kind of very small gig where you pay what like five or eight pounds to get in. Mm. Yeah, I think the thing that surprised me the most because um, I went to like I've went to I've gone to a couple of the small like basement gigs type thing, but my majority of like music experience have actually been like techno electronic mm. based because I've discovered Flat One. Um, and that has been like a really really nice thing because it's opened my eyes like a completely new side of music because I think I've always been like I think I've always read like kind of enjoyed techno because I remember like going to techno gigs at Roskilde Festival um, and enjoying it um, and it was not about like being completely fucked at these festivals it was more of like it had to be the right time and place mm-hmm. but I think I've just realized that like the only right time and place for techno is not necessarily at the Apollo scene at Roskilde, but there's also <laughs> other places where I can enjoy it. Mm. Um, and I think there's something really comforting about uh, techno music, surprisingly. And I, like, it, I think I also associated a lot with like a drug scene and realizing that it doesn't have to be. That some people do enjoy drugs and techno together, but I can enjoy it without the drugs part. That's really funny that like that was your association <laughs> with techno. I think for me, techno was always like a very club thing, but mm. not necessarily the kind of club I would go to so I'm feeling like very uh what do you call it like I'm having a lot of prejudices against like bamboo and co what mm. is it called co- kokomo kokomo yes um which is like the kind of club I wouldn't necessarily go to and that's what I've always associated techno with but then I went to flat one and I really did enjoy it so I guess for me it was like the other way around like I would mainly listen to electronic music at home Mm. But then, like, now I'm realizing, like, you can actually also enjoy it in the club. <laughs> okay, because I think, like, I've always listened to sort of, like, electronic, like, pop music with electronic elements, but mm. I've never really gone, like, full electronic. 
like whereas now I can appreciate like something that doesn't have vocals in it and like something that is like just a hardcore or like a hard yeah. like electronic track. I don't know if that's something that's changed with moving to Glasgow for me personally because mm -hmm. I just I've always enjoyed that as a like background yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I like listening to it at home, but I first like now realize that it's also nice to listen to in clubs because I think my taste has been particular with mm. techno or like I, I don't even know if like I what I would listen to would count as techno but or more like just pure electronic I don't know what the I'm not that good with those kind of subgenres I guess no because I think like I've also listened to electronic things or, like you know you search for those like deep concentration playlists on uh, Spotify right <laughs> oh I don't like those no <laughs> whereas if that's like after listening to like more techno and sort of like more electronic based music, which is like I've mostly done in Flato One, and every mm. time I walk out, I'm like, so which genre was that? Mm. <laughs> um, to sort of get a grasp, I've realized that like what I thought techno was is not what I thought techno was. Like, mm -hmm. um, like there is a very like it's like surprisingly easy when you listen to more and more electronic music to distinguish between techno and like dubstep or like oh, yeah. drum and bass. Mm. And all these, like, genres, house, because I think I sort of thought that house was more, like, more what EDM is that? Like, e oh. it, like I thought that was sort of the same thing. So you think house is, like, the one, like, genre that I've, I listened to before I moved to Glasgow, actually? Yeah. Because I don't know why I always had such a summer feeling when I listened to, like, some house music. But, so, so when you say house, what do you think it is? Like... What do you want me to do? Like, like it's just an example of like I don't know because I just go on SoundCloud and then I have like a playlist on SoundCloud. Okay. So I can't tell okay. you. <laughs> so I literally I don't know the name of the artist no, no. or anything, but like I'm fairly certain it's house. Because I was I'm so confused about house because I thought it was like Swedish house. Mafia no. Type of thing, which is like okay, I didn't think that. No, which is like EDM house. Yeah, and, like it's house inspired to some extent. Some no, of it, like, but like more like I don't know if you would say chill necessarily, but like yeah, has a steady beat. Mm. I guess I know. Just like no, my dad likes listening to house, which is very surprising <laughs> when you meet him, and I think that's where I've picked yeah. it up from. Yeah, but I think. Also, like, speaking of all these, like, genres, I think one of the things that have sort of changed with me in, like, relation to music is that I've become a lot more interested in the technical aspect of it. Mm. Like, both in terms of, like, what is genre and, like, <laughs> um, what are the different genres, what classifies, like, a, a track to, like, be within a certain genre, sort of, like, more in the different conventions. I mean, just having this conversation, you see like how difficult it is actually. Yeah, yeah it is really difficult and especially to describe without having any Yeah, like I'm like, in. should I pull my yeah. phone out now and play um, something? But I think I've also become a lot more interested in like how tracks are put together and like mm. instruments work and like all the like technical and audio techy parts of it which I'm attempting to learn a little bit more about um, which is also, oh, I forgot to mention uh, in the beginning, I have, uh, I'm now attempting to learn how to DJ. <laughs> I think this is a perfect, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, but uh, I think part of it is also like being interested in how the tracks were, like work and like learning, mm. what does reverb mean? <laughs> I spent so long, like just hearing the word and I could have just Googled it, but sort of like forcing myself to become more familiar with the different like technical terms. 
which has been really cool because it becomes a lot easier when you have to describe things to know just a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm not gonna pretend I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> so no, I I don't. <laughs> I just listen to a lot of music. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I once tried to learn to play guitar and it went really badly. I've also tried like tried to learn how to play guitar, but I have like freakishly small hands for my body. <laughs> um, I have like children's hands. I have like really long fingers. See, I always thought I had long fingers. Or like, can we just like. I want to compare. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I have so much. No, but it's because like when I was younger, I think my hands were like proportional to my body, or like had like long, <laughs> lean fingers, and I like got compliments, and then they just stopped growing when I was twelve, and now I have children's hands. And what my it's so funny because I also have really like gross, like you know, like sweaty hands, and like they're always cold but sweaty. So that's what my brother calls um, a Danish person's like hands, like dansker hænder. What? I've never heard that. Which is not a thing. Like, it's not a oh, thing. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> at all. Like, it's just, like, his way, like, which I think is really funny, because, like, my hands are gross, so I'll, like, touch him with gross hands. Because Denmark is cold and moist, or, like... But also, it doesn't make sense, because, like, my brother's Danish. Like, you know, <laughs> everyone in my family is Danish, so... It makes absolutely no sense, but that's why he... So, like, my... The point of this whole, like freakish hand thing was that um I tried to learn how to play guitar but I have really small hands so it's really difficult to do all the grips mm. same thing with piano so I think I've realized yeah. that things of like instruments is not my thing I really like things with buttons on them <laughs> um which is why I'm like bagpipes I would hate that though like <laughs> I don't know for some reason like I think I'd hate back bagpipes but um so now the goal is sort of like learn how to DJ learn like more of the electronic things and like I really want to learn how to like use a synth mm. like a midi keyboard and stuff i mean i can't Definitely. hear synth without thinking of you so <laughs> synth pop <laughs> my favorite genre um no but yeah so that's the goal for next year to sort of like get familiar with all of it because like mm. the goal is never for me to make music i just want to know how to make music she says that now but stay tuned for next year <laughs> Cast, next year when i release like Cast my de- <laughs> debut ep mixtape is it a mixtape when you were like a dj would, more just have to be Okay. But, I, like, I wouldn't... You don't brand yourself as a DJ if you make music, do you? Then you're a producer. Yeah, you're a producer. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> you can do both. You can listen to my fire mixtape next year. <laughs> <laughs> Launching my music career. I can't wait. <laughs> next to my journalism one. <laughs> Becomes really confusing. Plan B, you know? <clears throat> yeah, when people say, like, find a plan B to journalism, they definitely mean get a music career. The most stable of all. <laughs> I mean, what's my plan B? Like, if I don't get a film career, I'm gonna do a sociology career? <laughs> yeah. But my plan B, like, my obvious plan B for journalism is going to PR. Yeah, but you would hate that. Yeah, no, but, like, I would hate doing anything but journalism, basically. So, yeah. No, music. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to be a musician. <laughs> like, it seems really terrible. Like, a lot of, like, stress. Oh, like, industry-wise, or... No, just, like, having to be a musician, and, like, the pressure to come up with something that's better than what you've done before, yeah. and, like, ugh. That's and, every like, artist's every... thing. No, but, like, having to pour everything <laughs> into this, like, record of, like, tw- 12 songs that have to be, like, better and the same but different <laughs> than what you've released before. <laughs> like, because it's not good enough that you do something that's just as good as what you've done before. You also have to have, like, evolved as an artist. <laughs> it's like, how does this work? Like, I don't know how, like, Kendrick Lamar, how are you still out there? Like, <laughs> Childish Gambino, meh. Yeah, I had a friend who was like, you need to see Kendrick Lamar now because his next album is gonna be shit. So, but I think 
Everyone thinks that every time, though. I don't know. I think it depends on, like, what the newest album is. Like, whether you feel like it's been better or worse. Oh, but, so if you think, like, he's going in the right direction or not. Yeah, can, basically. Like, he really did... This is not relevant at all, probably. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he went in a new direction. Yeah. <laughs> no, we should have talked about a Glasgow artist, not Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Churches is an interesting example, though, because they have gone from, like, pretty electronic on their first one okay. to, like, less electronic on their new... I like, only the, know the newest one. Um, or... And then the newest one is, like, super poppy. You mean, like, like it's the, almost like PC music poppy. The newest album. Uh, the one that's called... being released in a couple or... weeks. Oh, the one that's being released. Yeah, yeah like, because, oh, okay. like, the first one was, like, Mother We Share and stuff, which mm-hmm. was, like, pretty electronic. Might, Still yeah. pop, mm-hmm. but, like, like hardcore, like, hard sense and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then the last one was also, like, but it was a little bit more poppy, and now they're, like, super, super pop. Yeah, that's actually also really interesting, considering, like, that, they, you say they bring branded as this, like, Glasgow artist all the mm. time. They're very far removed from everything that I've experienced in the Glasgow music scene. That's very true. I've been kind of, like, walking around asking, like, so where's the, the churches scene? Like, mm-hmm. where is that, where do these, like, synth-pop artists come from? Because I don't see them anywhere. No. I've found one... Pocket uh, Knife. Yeah, Pocket Knife is the only one which we interviewed for a magazine. Stay tuned to hear more about that. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so like that was like the one of the first bands I interviewed, which was synth pop, which was also like the first synth pop. But they're also very lo-fi. But they're lo-fi, means meaning like they're nothing like churches. Yeah, <laughs> was, they yeah. sound nothing like it. Yeah. Um, the only thing funny is that um, Louise, who is like uh, the singer in Pocket Knife, kind of reminds me of Lauren Mayberry. Oh, I don't. Like, yeah, I'm really bad with like front singers of bands and stuff. So yeah, I don't but she know. like they kind of have like the same like cutesy like vibe, very nice, very cute, but also very assertive. Because um, Louise wrote a song, like, she is the nicest person on earth, and she's so cute, <laughs> and, like, kind of, like, quiet, like, hee-hee, and, like, very nice. Mm. But then she writes a song called Won't Kick You in the Face. My favorite song. Which is so funny. Like, I love that song. Yeah. And, like, great. D. Trump, I Hope You Die. Oh, yeah, I remember Which that. Which is, like, they look so aggressive. <laughs> no, it's a... And then she just, like, dances around in a squid costume on stage. That's <laughs> so... a really good music recommendation, actually, Pocket Knife. Yeah, like... they're gonna be huge. Yeah, but you're only on SoundCloud right now. Um, um, aren't they? Or... Yeah, but they are releasing something soon, I think. Ooh. Ooh I've heard uh, rumors of uh, a release, at least. Nice, nice. But, yeah, no, also, um, with the whole, like, finding the scene... So my friend Rowan, he wanted to do this like article for a magazine about uh, hip hop culture in Glasgow, and he kind of <laughs> went. Well, he ended up at a dead end because he couldn't find the scene, mm. and he was very like. Last time I talked to him, he was like, "There's always a scene for anything," mm. and he was just like, "But I just have to find it." Yeah. Um. So he believes that there is a scene for everything, so there should mm. be one. But but it's about interesting because it. I also sort of like learned about grime getting here like I had heard the word grime a lot mm-hmm. um and sort of just like didn't really realize what it was and then realized it was like a British thing yeah um so because I talked to someone who was from London who moved up here <laughs> it's a very London thing loves grime. It? yeah yeah because I feel like grime is sort of like London yeah but isn't isn't yeah, it like yeah. a very London thing but um so I asked like so like is there any like grime like hip-hop rap scene she's like no it doesn't exist yeah that's because that's so, like, what she... he wanted to do it uh, he wanted to do like specifically mm. grime and then he was like I'm just gonna do hip hop in general, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, never mind. Because I feel like the closest you get is like a hip hop club or like club nights, even like not a full club. I haven't like... even heard. Oh, you mean like hip hop club nights? Yeah, but they don't play Glasgow artists. No, no, no. no yeah, like okay. that's the closest you get to a hip hop. Yeah, scene. that's the thing. Because um, then another friend I was talking to, I was like, 
you know, we were talking about how, how these genres don't seem to exist. Um, and then I, I don't know, I think it was kind of a joke. I was like, oh, is it just because the only thing that people in Glasgow listen to is, you know, electronic or um, indie rock? And he was like, no, they just listen to charts like everyone else. Mm. So it's not, because there's a listener problem, obviously. Because no. also Kendrick Lamar sold out in like two seconds. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's very um, interesting, I think. But yeah, um, I think in terms of like, sort of like tracing it back to really like going back to gig culture mm. <laughs> because I think we're very used to like very nice looking gigs at like Vega oh yeah like very proper gigs very proper like you go to when you go to a gig you go to a gig like that's what you have it's for the night it's a concert also yeah, it, yeah. it's like I don't know well mm. produced sort of well produced and like very organized mm-hmm. um, and you pay like a good amount of money to go mm-hmm. to a, <laughs> a concert <laughs> Um, whereas, like, we, um, after this magazine, which we'll explain very quickly in, like, a little bit, but, um, one of the, like, the first gig that we, like, one of the first gigs we went to together was mm-hmm. Bat Boy at Barrelands, um, and already queuing up, we're like, what is this? I regretted uh, going already just queuing. Because, like, we queued, and this, like, group of girls came up, and they're like, oh, we're 18, haha, and then, like, oh my god, we're 16, haha. It was just like, this one girl, and she was so drunk. She was so, so drunk, and, like, she, like asked us about our age like we wouldn't have asked about the age she sort of like brought her age up totally yeah um <laughs> to be like lying about hers and then two minutes later revealed that she was only 16 or something um which she's like oh did you guys know <laughs> like could you guys read me or like um we had a hunch <laughs> it's like, um, it was a really interesting experience they're super super drunk and like we get in and you sort of get like a full like body search to, like, make sure... But that's because people have been stabbed in Berlin. Yeah, which we found out this weekend. So, <laughs> good thing. Um, but go in and everything, and then we see one gig, um, thinking it's a warm-up, see another, and we're like, um, because none of us knew Bad Boy very well. No. And then we see another, and we're like, oh, this is so great. It's nothing like I expected, but it's so great. <laughs> and then we realize that was another warm-up. <laughs> um, so we go on to see Bad Boy, which was not that great. No, the album is better than the live thing as well yeah I don't like either <laughs> that's that's totally fair as well but I, I just mm. meant like even if you like neither I still think that the album would be better compared yeah. to the which was just a bit like messy but um also just with the proper gigs thing like going to a basement in a bar mm. I've like never heard of that in Denmark no. I don't even know like bars that have a scene where you could potentially do that no I know like with jazz, like, jazz yeah, yeah with jazz is. they do it a lot yeah. But not really with anything else. Yeah. But yeah, the funny part about that was it was obviously used as sort of like a party for everyone to go mm. to this gig. But everyone got really drunk and just like had a party. And yeah, we were there, didn't enjoy it that much because we weren't that drunk. <laughs> and then ended up leaving early. Um, and then on the way out, met the warm-up band or like chased mm. them down in a chippy. Bad sounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and interviewed them real quick. <laughs> They're really nice. Super, super nice. Also, another <laughs> recommendation. But not from Glasgow. Not from yeah. Glasgow, but from Northern England. Yeah, Northern England. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's really cool. But maybe this leads us perfectly into, because that was the one of the first articles we wrote for the magazine that we started. Yeah. That was on the release date. We released this feature <laughs> that was like uh, half review of Rat Boy and half like uh, impromptu. Uh, you say review, I think more like half snide remarks on Rat Boy. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I like because we mentioned this like basement gig thing mm. um, and the first basement gig I went to was Clo which are also great oh, beautiful <laughs> I am in love I have the record there like here um, with me like I have three records and that's one of them <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so we went to this gig, me, you, and Cecilia, mm -hmm. who is a girl I know from when I went to IFTA school, which is a type of boarding school I went to in ninth grade. Um, and we haven't really spoken since, but it was just like sort of like she's also here, so we all like came together for this concert. And it was really nice, and I sort of like just talked about how there doesn't seem to be like a great student magazine for uh, GCU, which I was really sad about because we have a journalism department, so it seems a little bit ridiculous. So I was like, I kind of want to start something myself. And then we talked about doing something cross university and came up with the idea that we wanted to do a magazine. <laughs> we were like, yes. Yeah, it was. It's like a very. Uh, like, we all agreed, like, very quickly that this yeah. was something that we wanted to do. And I also think, because it only came up once where we were like, do we want to do just music or mm -hmm. everything else? And we all were just like, just music. Yeah, we just wanted to do audio culture. Yeah. Basically, to sort of like focus and we wanted to do it very specifically on Glasgow because this was an excuse for us all as like Danish people to sort of like get more familiar with the city um, mm. and get an excuse to like involve ourselves in the community. Yeah. Um, so we brought on Emma, uh, our good old friend, um, <laughs> to be um, also on the editorial team and then later also brought in your friend Katja or Cat 2 <laughs> because we're two cats. Um, <laughs> And to sort of like come together to start this thing, which we launched on February 1st. Yeah. Um, and it's an online magazine and it's so exciting. Like it's been the most exciting part about moving here, I think for me. Like, it's our baby. <laughs> it's our little baby. Um, we spent so, so much time on it. Oh yeah. But we've also gotten, mm. I mean, it's really great hearing people's reaction to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, Not because, you know, we're like this huge thing now, but just hearing friends comment on like, that they enjoy the content or they enjoy the look or feel yeah, of it. Yeah. It's really nice. And like getting those comments just sort of like makes it worth it. Like because mm. like so much of it is like worth it just to get to talk to all the cool people that we get to talk to because I've gotten to talk to some really, really cool people. I like I've met people from record labels and bands and we've gotten some really cool opportunities already. Mm. Before we like we've been out for less than two months. That's, yeah, actually, you're yeah, right. yeah. Like it's, I keep thinking like, oh, it's been like over two months, but it's less than two months, and we've already gotten to talk to like so many cool people. Mm. Um, so I think that makes it worth it in itself to feel like, because I just got to sit with like last night from Glasgow, <laughs> which is a record label, and like hear them talk like to them for an hour, which was a gift because it felt like the lecture I always wanted oh, on yeah. the Glasgow music scene, and oh, it was so good. But then when you also get compliments about the things that you write and the content you produce mm. it just like all comes together so nicely it also feels very um i guess the thing i have with other projects is often that it's not your own thing mm. which is very nice to like have a platform to bring out your own content like literally if it was just my mom reading it would still be worth it because it's just putting something out there like it's on the internet yeah. <laughs> um like and seeing the final product yeah and, so like, good. you could like link to someone to um mm. But yeah, basically, if you want to be a part of it, go be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we always, like, because I think part of what we all also wanted was, like, make it a social thing. Yeah. So, like, the editorial, like, the five of us in the editorial team, we meet once a week, which is, like, great in itself, because we just, like, get to, like, sit around and, like, drink coffee or, like, eat breakfast <laughs> and also have this project that we're working on, which is really exciting. Mm. Um, but then also getting, like our friends involved or like other people involved that we can then become friends with yeah is like an even greater part of it the when it becomes social yeah. because we sort of like wanted to build this community around talking about audio culture and like music mm. it's um, also just become this 
thing like where you feel surrounded by creative people which is mm. which i at least greatly enjoy yeah it's so so inspiring also like when you have those like down periods at uni where you're just like oh why am i doing this yeah <laughs> oh, i can't be bothered right now <laughs> it's just like okay but i still have the magazine mm. it's good <laughs> yeah but it's so much fun and then also just like having like in case it also serves just as an excuse oh yeah definitely to like go to gigs yeah go to gigs talk to people like because if you write someone and you're like oh can we have coffee or something mm. that would be a bit odd or you wouldn't yeah, have anything yeah. to talk about but now you have an excuse to be like can i interview basically, you basically like date all your favorite people <laughs> like do like, date <laughs> it's like a first time like it's your first date but That's... you never go on the second date <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually like the best kind of date because you don't you yeah. know there's no like there's obligation no yeah uh, it's non-committal dating. There's not like one of those like, oh, will he or she text me first? Mm. <laughs> and you also uh, don't have to talk about yourself. That's the <laughs> best part. Like this is getting to ask like all the questions like you wonder about someone mm. and not have to say anything about yourself. Like you're not <laughs> supposed to. Like if they know your name, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> so much fun. But yeah, um, that was basically all... I had to say about the magazine. I yeah, think. I think, like, that was all for the magazine. I mean, yeah. another thing, just to say, like, um, what we also want to do with both the magazines, which is called Lid. I don't know, did we say the name? Lid. Yeah, didn't. Yeah, so, like, the funny thing is, like, <laughs> we are four Danish girls who, like, initially started and then brought on Katja. Katja, who's creation. But because we were Danish when we started it, we wanted to connect it back to Denmark. So we've called it Lid, <laughs> which is, for the non-Danish speakers, um, sound in, the word sound in Danish hilariously and uh, no one can pronounce it so people go for like either lit or lyd and i have started saying lit when i speak english mm. as well which is you know i what? just call it the magazine yeah i noticed i was like should we say the name yeah <laughs> no um so one of the things we're also doing what i want to say was uh doing the flat gig which i'm really excited for oh yeah we're trying to put on a flat gig and that's another thing that doesn't exist in denmark i think i don't or know maybe, it does it? Does, maybe we're just not cool enough though that could I mean, for me, that's very probable. <laughs> and for me, it's also very probable, because I feel like I'm, I basically just took my friends with me to Scotland, so, like, if none of you guys are cool enough to know people that have flat gigs, <laughs> I'm definitely not. I feel like you're passing on the torch here, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, at Danish people, invite us to your flat gig. <laughs> yeah, we'll write about it. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I feel like that's one thing where we're kind of involving ourselves as mm. well in music. Culture. Yeah, because like we want to put on gigs, we want to share all the music. We want to be cool. <laughs> we also want to be cool. Like that's half of it, because I feel like it also like makes you a little bit cool. Because I have like started being approached by people, um, like friends of friends that hear like, oh, she has a magazine, like, and I make music, and then they'll come up to me and like wanting to be introduced because they're like, oh, I have a band, and you're like, do you want to write something about us, maybe, <laughs> or can I send you some stuff? I'm very happy about having this. I don't know, not even like an excuse, but this, um, what would you call it, like platform mm. to explore more of Glasgow's music scene from, because yeah. like it does require you like to learn a lot more, like you start learning more about the technical stuff, but also yeah. just like going from that, okay, techno is great, indie rock is very popular here, and then just like exploring it more, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Yeah, but I think we could like talk for hours and hours, like both like about the magazine but I was afraid like, of this, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, we could talk, like, for so long about both music, but also the magazine. Mm. But if you want to hear us talk more, you can always hear us talk on the magazine. 
um, which is lydmag.com. Um, and we're very excited. And if you want to talk to us about it, we're also very excited to do so. But I think that was all we had for today. Yeah, next month is our last episode. Yeah, so that'll Crazy. just be like an update episode and like a wrap up of the entire year. Yes, it's first year from moving to a different country. I mean, yeah. everyone did say that first year goes fast. I mean, I feel like every year goes fast. Yeah, I feel like but life goes like, fast. Because <laughs> I only have three weeks left of uni now. You yeah. have a little longer. So like my first year is also really short or like every yeah. year is really short because the academic year is like two times 12 weeks of teaching <laughs> with a month break in the middle. Yeah. So it's really not that long. It's very short. Yeah. yeah, but I'm excited for summer break. Mm, same. Mm. Well, but for now, assignment season. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah. um, we'll see you next time and see how we're both um, doing under <laughs> pressure. We're both alive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening so far. Bye. <laughs>